Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years and, and then, then we, we broke, broke up. up and then we stopped talking to each other for a year and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> you don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh my God. I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. Hello, SJ. Do you want to talk about polysplosions? Yeah, I think this may be the first time where we've said that we were going to talk about something and then we've actually, well, I'm not going to say that we're actually going to talk about it. I'm just saying we have the intention. Well, that reminds me of this totally unrelated tangent. <laughs> Let's talk about that for 45 minutes and then be like, oh shit, we're going to talk about a thing. So. So we went out and while we were going out, we were polyamorous. Last time we mentioned having a polysplosion, which is um, part of many people's experience of polyamory. But I'm curious as to when you say polysplosion, which moment are you thinking of? Uh, the second one, more than the first one. There were two? Yeah, oh my God, there were two. <laughs> I don't want to mention our exes by name because I feel like, you know, they've not uh, asked to be put on a podcast like this. Well, let's think of some names and, and then we'll talk about them with those names. We got two girls and a guy, so we need two girl names and a guy name. Can you think of any like famous trios? Do we need girl names? Oh, what was that pizza place show? Uh, it was two guys and a girl. How about Max? The boy? Yeah. Okay, Max, cool. Loving it. Uma. Okay. I don't know why I'm thinking of Kill Bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Billy? No, not Billy. Why not Billy? Okay. That's a boy name. Billy is also a girl's name. Okay, if if you were to Billy like, Piper, I'm aware of that one Billy. Yes, <laughs> if you were to randomly meet a Billy, would you assume they were a boy or a girl? How about Peter, like P E T A? Nope, that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to make things more confusing. How about Annabelle? Uh, really? <laughs> Why not? Okay, so we've got Uma, Max, and Annabelle. Yeah. Okay, that's not nonsense at all. <laughs> well, I've written it down, so I won't get confused. So, we have fake names now. Uh, you and I met, and we fell in love, and we moved in. I don't know. I feel like those points are debatable. Okay, go. Go on. I'll, I'll hear your rebuttal. A thing you may have called love happened. <laughs> Did we even really meet? Can any two people really meet? Uh, we met, and we fell in love, and we moved in. And I was... I've always identified as polyamorous. Hmm. And you were sort of like, I don't want to be monogamous in that you were like, I'm keeping my options open because I might want to break up with you. And yeah, well, because I was like, oh, this guy's he's okay. I haven't had sex in a while. How about if we just I don't think I want to be monogamous. And you were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. What a great idea. I found the one. And I was just like, oh, OK. And then you learned about poly. Yeah. And you, you, at the time, you identified as poly. You really connected with it, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I mean, I still really connect with it in a lot of ways. Do you identify as poly now? <sighs> no, but I don't identify as monogamous either. You're non-binary. No, that's... 
No. <laughs> no. I, so when I'm, because you know how there's like gender and sexually diverse GSD. The GST. GSD as opposed to I've heard it used in place of LGBTIQA plus. Yeah. Yeah. GSD. I'm aware of it. Isn't there one for relationships? Like uh, I diverse, don't know. diverse relationship. I sort of see poly as a sexuality. I realize it's not black and white a sexuality, but in my mind, it's got a lot of parallels, and I don't understand why it's not considered a sexuality. Yeah, I would identify as like ethically non-monogamous. And so, uh, I want to hear you tell the story because you were involved. Oh, I don't know what the what what tell so, what story. Uh, of Annabelle, tell the tell the tale of Annabelle. Oh, 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 fuck! So Annabelle was the first person. Was she the first person that either of us dated? Yeah, yep. yeah. And you met her on OK Cupid, correct? And um, I think wasn't it on like your first date that you like invited her inside. And, and I think she didn't know who I was. Maybe. I remember on your first or second date, you were like, yeah, do you want to like, okay, that was cool to hang out. Do you want to like come inside? And we we were all hanging out. There was the three of us and I think someone else. And only somewhere in there did she realize that the, the, the like girlfriend that you had was this person who was in the room. Oh my God, that really sounds like something I would have done. Yeah. I think you hadn't told her that you lived with your girlfriend. Yeah, I was pretty bad at the whole deal. This is, <laughs> this is literally my first ever polyamorous experience. And so I did not know what I was doing at all. Yeah, so I, I remember that bit. This, by the way, is the perfect recipe for a polysplosion. <laughs> for a disaster. So that happened, and I remember I started dating her too. Somewhere in wow, there. you've skipped over so I've much. I've skipped over a lot of stuff, I think. Um, oh, I just... I was so curious I as just... to how you would tell the story. Do you, I... do you want me to no, tell the story I can't, or you I can't imagine it in chronological order. I found these photos the other day, though, of me and her on, like, the first is this a date, but it's not a date that we went on, and all these cute photos of us at Hanging Rock looking really cute but also being like what's happening i don't know ah, it's really confusing i don't know how about let's not talk about it and just be slightly awkward another fine ingredient for <laughs> a poly explosion fine ingredient um but i do remember that it was awful in a bunch of ways and that i freaked out a lot i remember just going to work and just like shaking with anxiety um, about what was happening. And I remember being, I, like, I really wanted to know everything. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, tell Obsessively. me every detail. Because in my mind, it was easier to know what actually happened than to imagine what might have happened. So I was like, tell me every single detail about like, oh, about like what went on. Oh my god! Do you god. want to tell the story from the start? Yeah. Oh. So you and I have been dating. For I just feel a number of sick. I just feel. I I think that most of the time I block all these memories um, <laughs> because it's just 
I'm I'm also embarrassed. It was a while, it was quite a while ago, and I was terrible. For, for, for the record, also, this is the lesser of the two polysplosions. <laughs> oh, oh crap. Okay, so you and I had been dating for a number of months, possibly a year. I think it was less than a year. I think it was maybe about a year. And we had gone along to at least one polyvic meetup, which is the Victorian... Victoria is the state that we lived in. Polyvic is the polyamorous meetups in Victoria, which are, which I really like. I look back at those and I'm like, those are nice. Like They still happen, like... so if you want to go, you can go to them. They have a social no, once I can't. a month. That's Jay. I don't mean you. Um, <laughs> they have a social once a month, and they have a discussion group once a month. Um, and a social is exactly what you expect. And the discussion group is like, you can go there, and you don't have to be polyamorous or identify as polyamorous. But you don't have to say anything. It's you know respectful and probably curious. And that was really good for me. Though we used to go to the discussion groups. I've still never been to a polyvic social, and the discussion groups were really, really good for me because. It was the first time I'd seen the narrative of Polly play out, like hearing people be like, here's the struggles I'm having. And I'm like, man, I imagine those would be struggles and I've never seen or heard anyone talk about anything like this. Super interesting. So we went to a Polyvic meetup and then you and I had big long chats, which we used to do all the time. But uh, not, not nowadays. We wouldn't nowadays record we never them. have big long chats. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were like, hey, look, let's try Polly. And you're like, yeah, let's, let's you know, we were both... I, I probably suggested trying it and you're like, yeah, okay, we can, you know, dip our toe in the water. And then like two days later, I was like, I have a date. And you're like, what? Because uh, I'd once, once given the go ahead. Oh, wow. I remember this because I was like, look, I'm really uncomfortable. Can I date someone first? Oh, Jesus. I don't remember that. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is what happened. Because it was like, you were like, I'm cool, whatever. And I was like, I'm really anxious. So we were like, how about you try dating someone first and then I'll date someone a bit later. Okay. And then I, it got to the point where I was like, look, I just feel guilty and I haven't been dating anyone and I just don't want to hold you back. And, and. Well, you were, you were putting literally zero effort into it. (sighs) I don't remember. So I can't contest. I'm, I'm not saying this is what was happening, but I think I probably felt like you were being like, yeah, I'll date someone first, then you can date someone. And I'll just never date someone. <laughs> well, because I wasn't... Because you, you gave me the go-ahead, and then, like, two days later I had a date, because I was like, finally, and I jumped on OkCupid, and I'm very good at OkCupid because I'm a writer, and... You just sent uh, heaps of messages out. I didn't really... Ex- I, yeah, I didn't really expect quite that to happen. Yeah, I think when you were like, well, okay, you can try to date someone, you probably meant in the same way that I've been trying to date someone. Yes, that's probably exactly what I meant. Also, I did it out of guilt, which is a bad reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was not emotionally savvy enough to realize you were doing it out of guilt. I was just like, cool, I've got the go ahead. And everything is fine. (laughs) Well, yeah, my, my, my mentality was very much like SJ said a thing. That means that thing is true. And that is not always the case. Uh, not to say you're a liar, but like... Uh, yeah, I don't take that as meaning I'm a liar. I just take that as meaning people in general are complex. Yes, and I was not really savvy on that front yet. And so I went on a date with this girl, uh, Annabelle, super lovely, had a great time. Uh, apparently introduced you to her, that really sounds like something dumb that I would do. <laughs> and then you and I talked about it for like six hours straight. Oh, yeah. See, I've blocked a lot of these memories. And then I went on another date. And on my second date, we got a bit handsy. And I probably went out longer than you were expecting. Like, that sounds like a thing. 
because I was still super sexually insecure and didn't know what I was doing on dates with girls. And uh, I was my, my jo- really, really like anxious and like, like just really controlling. Yeah, super controlling. And so I went. I was out like, of the "You state. will be back by ten thirty. Yeah, I think that literally <laughs> happened. And I got back after curfew, and you were just like, not coping. Yeah. And we talked for many, many hours, and this girl liked me, and I liked her, and I was very excited by this because this is a thing that had never happened, and you were very unhappy about this whole premise. You, you were afraid, I guess. You were afraid of the unknown and what was happening and so on and so forth. So you and I talked for hours and hours and hours and hours. And I'm pretty sure you were like, you have to break up with her or you have to not see her anymore. And I was oh, like, I, I don't, don't remember want that. that. I, I don't remember that specifically happening, but that is very much in pattern with what would happen in later polysplosions. Hmm. And hmm. then you were like, okay, look, you can keep seeing her, but you have to tell me everything. Wow. And I was like, okay, like, sure, I won't, I I won't tell her I'm telling you everything, but okay. I think I underestimated how much this is just like an airing of my dirty laundry. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is just stuff that I, like, you know, when you think back of stuff that you did when you were 21 and you facepalm a lot, mm-hmm. but it's also like stuff that you do when you were 21, but... I don't know. I just feel bad for everyone involved. Like, particularly Annabelle. Just, like, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And so... And this is where it got really disastrous. Uh, Not disastrous. This is where it got unhealthy. You were, like... You were freaking out all the time. Just constantly freaking out. That does sound familiar. (laughs) And then you were like, I need to meet this girl. I need to know her. And I need to, like, know everything about her. I don't think I was like, I need to know everything about her. But there's that thing of like, once you get to know a person, then a person... They stop being this abstract... Yeah, they, they, they start being a human. And so I asked her if she was happy to meet you. And she was like, okay, I think this is her first time dabbling in poly. And the reason a lot of people will dabble in poly and then back the fuck out and never go back is because quite often... It's because of people like us. <laughs> yeah, because they'll be going out with like newly poly people and newly poly people, I speak this as someone who was one, are the worst humans who have ever existed. <laughs> I don't think that they're the worst humans who have ever existed, but... Who are the worst humans who have ever existed? I don't think that newly poly people are awful. I think that... Newly poly people are trying to do something where there's very, very little information about how to do it. And pretty much all the messages that you're getting are to do the opposite of that. So I think... And thus they're awful. So it's like freaking hard. I think think it's accidental, but I also think newly poly people treat people really poorly. And it makes total sense that after like someone who's new to poly has dated people who are new to poly, they're like, oh, poly is not for me or any sane human ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that I would date someone. I would be a lot more cautious now than previously. I'd be like, oh, you're new to Polly? Oh, that sounds fun. Um, Tell me more about that. My current AKQP profile mentions something about Polly, and I always make sure to slip in the first, like, four or five messages. I have been doing Polly for many years. Oh, like Just in so a very, know, like... <laughs> very, like, douchebag kind of a way? Do you, like... No. Do you like try you know, like canary to... down the mine way? Ah! <laughs> you know, like it's okay. I've I've been through the awfulness. 
Oh, you mean it to tell them. Oh, I thought you meant in terms of like to to be like, I have been doing this quite a while. No, as in like, it's okay. Like, you know, if if you're going to have someone take you skydiving, you would want them to establish the fact that they have skydived before. Yes, yes, yes. And so you organized a meeting with Annabelle. Yes. And when you came home, all of the worries were gone. And I was like, what happened? And you were like, we made out, and now we're dating as well. (laughs) (laughs) And you and I were both sort of of the opinion of like, great, this has solved all the problems. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really glad that you said that, that it wasn't just me that was like, oh, well, problem solved. You were also like, well, very much a mentality. (laughs) I think on some level I was unsure, but I was also like, oh, we don't have to have eight-hour conversations every day? I like this solution a lot. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I really distinctly remember going back to Polyvic and you and I coming in with our fucking war story. We were like, oh, the week we have had. So we went through all this drama and then we fixed it because we're just great at Poly. And everyone in the community was like, man, you guys nailed this really fast. Which should have been a fucking red flag of some kind. Because... Um, no, I don't think that, that that wasn't that... We didn't do that that time. It was the second time that we did that. No, it was definitely the first oh. time. I remember going in and being like, yeah, we had like four days of stress. And everyone, and everyone was everyone like, was try like, months. Yeah. So that was polysplosion number one. And then I think we all kind of... No, what happened then? Oh my god, do you remember how that ended? I was gonna say you're mi- you're missing the second half of the story. Okay, you tell the second half. Which is um, I got dumped. So Annabelle dumped SJ. I got dumped, but not me. But and not you. Came you came home, and you were you were pretty calm about it. You weren't like freaking out, but we were sort of like, what the fuck happens in this situation? This is so weird. <laughs> like, we are not we are not capable. Um, yeah, and it was really difficult because you, you guys were still dating for like a week. I'd just been dumped. Yeah, it wasn't like... This whole saga took place over maybe a month tops. Like, this is why it's no, the miniature No, I think it must have been longer. I, I'm certain it was not, like, maybe six weeks, but not much longer Anyway, she broke up with me a week before we, we were supposed to travel to, uh, Splinter in the Grass together. Oh. And... I like this part of the story because we're not the monsters. <laughs> no, no, I don't think that. I don't think that she's a monster either. There, I don't think she's no, a monster. No, no, no. This is an unfortunate story, situation. In this part of the story, we're not the monster, which oh, is nice because okay. that's. Uh... It's just not us. Um, and we went to, yeah, we we did that together, and I just must have been. I was. I was an awful companion for that journey. I can well imagine. Um. <laughs> I was very angry the whole time. Maybe not the whole time. We did go scuba diving together and I saw her step on a shark and I had a very, very smug, quiet laugh to myself in my scuba gear. Man, you are you are built so differently to me. <laughs> no, I thought it was... I It was a, like watching someone step on a shark is genuinely very funny. But, and it also... <laughs> <laughs> It also was a Wobbegong shark. It wasn't like, it wasn't a dangerous shark. It w- yeah. And like on paper, it's like, you know, it's a funny story. You know, you were traveling with your most recent ex and you saw them stand on a shark and it's like, woohoo. I do not remember how me and Annabelle broke up. She went overseas? 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was the easiest thing because we were both like, well, you're going overseas. I guess we'll make out until then. Cool. Yeah. But it's interesting because we're still friends. Um, I know. We're, we're doing a podcast right now. Up. Animal and I are still friends. <laughs> and we both had moments where we apologized. Like, yeah, yeah. so post the trip to Splendor in the Grass, I remember distinctly doing a, I am sorry that I was no fun and awful to be around. Sorry. And yeah, she did a similar thing, but I think, I think maybe like a year or two later, being like, I'm sorry about the way that <laughs> I ended such that. such a dick. <laughs> what? So we apologize to each other. Me first, and then her. No, maybe I don't mean it like that. I just remember. Uh... No, I say it because it was significantly later. Because by that time yeah. we were still friends, and she very consciously made this effort. And I, I was oh, like, I was like, oh, I'm not. That's like, I'm not thinking about that. That's yeah. a very, very in the past thing. You don't need to apologize for that. But also, it's really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That was Polysplosion 1. That is the uh, the Hobbit to our upcoming Lord of the Rings Polysplosion. <laughs> oh, no. Jesus Christ. So, this one... I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get you to start this one. Um, where, where does Max come into it? I can't remember his position in the timeline. You know what? Halfway through, isn't it? Neither can I. I'm free, okay, I think I remember. So, Uma and I... Met on OkCupid, and this was maybe like 18 months later, like it was substantially later. No, it kind of been 18 months later. Maybe a year later? I don't know, but I mean, just in the timeline of how long we went out for and... The numbers we've said so far. Yeah, I'm like, that does not add up. <laughs> okay, so anyway, after, after the Annabelle situation, we kind of didn't do Polly again for a while. We had a little bit of a break from it. Uh, I think we never like formally were like, we're not going to do this. But I remember being like, that was really stressful <laughs> and consumed a lot of my time that I need to make awful shows that no one cares about. <laughs> and so oh, I'm trying to remember, was I, had I quit the call center when I started dating Uma? I don't know, man. Anyway, so I, at some point months later, let's say six months to a year later, because it was definitely at least six months. I jumped back on OkCupid and I had some pretty rotten dates. I remember some bad dates and being like, oh man, it's, it's hard out there for a poly guy who doesn't care about his appearance, as I did not at the time. <laughs> and then I met Uma and we went on a date and I just was like... But I was out of the state. Not, not, not on my first date. Oh yeah, okay. So I met Uma, went on this date, had an amazing time organized to see her like the next day or a few days later came home was like that was great and you're like oh i'm i'm about to leave the country no uh, i was just going up to sydney i think right yeah yeah you're going up to sydney with uh one of our housemates who you were sleeping with yeah now that i think about it i was but only only oh man you were sleeping with a few people at this point yeah yes yes like Three or four? No, like two or three. I can't remember. I just remembered. Uh, anyway, so I was like, I just had a really great date. And you were like, oh, I'm about to go up to Sydney with our housemate and we're going to have a lot of sex. And I was like, that sounds great. I will probably have sex down here while you're gone. And at this point, I hadn't had uh, what most people would define as sex with anyone but you. 
since we started dating. Yeah, I suppose it depends on your definition of sex, but yeah. That's the specific words that I used. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just going to redefine it again, but yeah. And I think you were probably anxious about that. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, I was really, really anxious. Because, okay, so at this stage, I think we'd been, like, doing stuff. I I'd for, I think I'd found a community of people that were more, like, sexy, sort of, like... Ethical non-monogamy rather than relationship But, like, very kind of, like, slut-proud. Yeah. So that made sense in terms of, like, sex stuff, but it wasn't, like... Uh, I wasn't, Equipped. I wasn't like, I, if I remember correctly, I wasn't like dating people. Is that you like... You weren't dating people. You had people who you slept with who you, who you would say that you loved them and they would say it back, but it was not a romantic thing. It was a sexual thing. Oh man. I don't even remember that. Yeah. 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 I don't remember. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah, it was definitely, there was definitely love, um, but it wasn't in that, I suppose in that intimidating way. If that makes sense. It makes sense to you because you were the one intimidated. Yes, 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 yes. And so you left. Oh, oh my God. I just remembered how it went down. Okay. So, oh, this is, this is disastrous. Are you ready for like (laughs) all the ingredients for disaster to come in at once? I hadn't been sexually active with anyone except for you since we started dating. And even with Annabelle, like very briefly, a couple of times only. And you were fine with that once you got sexual with Annabelle as well. And so you were like, oh, this is annoying timing. And it was annoying timing. I just sound like such an awful person. You were a pretty awful person for a while. (laughs) Uh, It's like you said, it's not that you're an awful person. You were trying something new and not coping and dealing with mental illness that you didn't know you were dealing with. Yeah, I don't even... I mean that, but I just think that the whole process in general, I just... Yeah. I think it was definitely amplified. Sure. And don't don't say that. Now I'm going to sound like a... a no, no, no. I, I, I'm saying sure because I'm like, this is a gigantic tangent and we won't get to tell this story. <laughs> so so I'm like, because I'm like, I, I have really different ways of thinking about these experiences now, but I don't want, like, I don't want to go into it. So that's fine. That's why I'm like, okay. So do you remember this? You said, hey, I'm going to be going out of town. This is really awful timing. How about we try something where while I'm gone, you can just do whatever you like and not tell me about any of it. And we'll see how that works. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. (laughs) Yeah, I think that was definitely also coming from a place of massive guilt, which is the best place for um, these kinds of decisions to be coming from. I distinctly remember that conversation because I remember saying, look, I am 100% fine with that. I'm not convinced so that you, you are. are. <laughs> I really don't believe that this is what is what you want. And you were like, we'll try it this once. And then if it works, we'll know. And if it doesn't, we'll just, we'll, we'll learn something. That's some very solid logic there from past me. And so, okay, you, you got you to gotta tell this from your point of view now. So what I remember happening is I went to Sydney and then a few days in, I don't know, I was, I was talking to you and at some point you told me that you thought that you loved this person. Uma. Uma. And I was like, well, you, I told you you were allowed to do whatever you want, but I, I, not if you love someone. 
I think it was basically my response. Yeah, and that, that was why I told you, because I was like, this is so clearly out of that original arrangement we had that I've got to tell you. Like, I, I totally fell in love. Yeah. Which was within, the, the within second like time I'd ever fallen a in love. week. I mean, I'm a fast, I'm no, a fast lover. You know, I'm, not saying, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that that's untrue. What I'm saying is it was really, really, really quickly. And from my experience of Polly and all that kind of stuff, like, that's one of the most intimidating, scary situations is when your partner falls in love hardcore with someone else, which is the first time that we had encountered that. Yeah. So it was terrifying. It really fucked up my holiday, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, honestly, it really did. I was like, yeah, we're going to go a weekend away. And then, like, halfway through um, just the rest of it, I was just crying a lot. And um, I remember the person you're going with, had a rotten time. Yeah, I can totally understand why. Yeah. Yes. You know what was funny is that on the way back from that trip, the person that I went with and I, we stayed in exactly the same hostel in the exact same room as Annabelle and I had on the way back from <laughs> Splendor in the Grass. Like we accidentally the ended up there. Room of polysplosions. So I think we had a lot of sex like and part of it in my mind was like to make up for the fact that I'd had a really crap time the previous time I was there (laughs) um so well after after you left I ended up hanging out with Uma just a bunch in the way that you do when you're first dating someone and you're falling in love and we you know we chatted and we ate and we had sex and we just had a really awesome time and I was like oh shit I'm in love like this is love and couldn't really cope with that like did not have the emotional capacity of dealing with that and s- started crying uh, one time. Was dropping Uma home and wanted to s- tell her that I loved her and was just like, fuck, I have fucked up. This is fucking awful. <laughs> like, Aww. felt unfathomably guilty for falling in love with someone. Oh, wow. Because it felt it felt really wrong and awful. Like, you know... SJ's away, I'm going to fall in love with someone which I know she'll hate. I know she'll really, really hate. Yeah, I can imagine you're like, oh no, remember those eight-hour conversations that we used to have? They're going to be so much worse. Uh, No, I felt bad that I made you feel bad because I knew you would feel really bad. And that was something that made me feel awful all the time. And yeah, I just remember dropping Uma off and then sitting in the car and crying for like an hour which I don't, I don't cry. Like, I'm not a crying person. I don't have an issue with people who do cry. I just don't typically do it. Uh, the last time I cried was, God, August last year. You didn't even and... cry when you got barred from the US? No. I, uh, I kind of went numb for four days instead. Yeah. Ate a lot of chocolate chip cookies. Yes, I did. Watched a lot of TV. And so I did a bunch of crying, and then I called you, and I remember, like, rolling on the ground crying and being like hey yeah i remember this 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 is gonna sound dumb but i genuinely really genuinely need to know this would it be better if i were just dead right now and that is the closest thing i've ever had in my life to a suicidal thought but i was just so utterly emotionally unable to deal with what was happening and what I had done and Mm. the 
the emotions that I knew I had caused in you and the situation in general that I was genuinely like, I feel like the best solution is if I'm just dead. Like that feels like it'll solve. I don't, I don't want to be dead, but that feels like the best thing for everyone. Yeah. I remember that. And I remember you switching from being Yeah, like, I was going to say, I very much remember going from being the one that was like, where, to being like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, Business time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you assured me that was not a good solution. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, I don't think I would have killed myself. I just needed to know that information. Like, I needed that answered. I needed that answered. Mm. And... You were like, yeah, Look, I didn't. Here's I what didn't do. think I remember. I don't think I remember thinking that you were actually going to no, hurt yourself. Really it was risk. just like I was like, wow, yeah, I know that feeling. That's a really bad yeah. feeling. I remember the day before this conversation. You, for some reason, you had insisted on calling, or, or we'd arranged a call while I was on a date, and so perfect time. <laughs> Uma and I were like sitting there. We ordered the pizza, time. and then you were like, "Call me now." And so I got up and like walked away from this pizza place and called you, and then was not allowed to hang up for like forty-five minutes. You know, that's so funny because that conversation that you that we were just talking about, where you were like, "Should I die?" Um, <laughs> I was at a dinner with the person that we were uh... with, and I walked away. This is why newly you. poly people are just <laughs> shitty people to date. Yeah. Like. <laughs> or just hang out with at all. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah. I walked away for, yeah, a really long time. It would have been like and, a very long time. Yeah. I remember coming back and the food was cold. Yep. I had the same experience. <laughs> she was really trying to be cool with it. Whilst also she was being like. really trying to be cool with yeah. it. But was also like, this is not acceptable. Yeah. Which is totally legit. Yeah, Absolutely. And so after that conversation where I was like, it would it be better if I was dead? You're like, look, you need to not see her again until I get back. That's how uh, we're going to deal with this. Which was like only like four days or something. Yeah. Yeah. But considering the conversation I just had was with her where I like started crying and been like, I love you. And that's making me cry. And she was like, this is the weirdest fucking relationship I've ever been in. <laughs> Yeah, like from her perspective, she's <laughs> met this person who's poly and she's like, well, yeah, okay. And I was giving it a go. Go on a date. You're like, this is really nice. Poly. He's nice. Okay, there's some weird stuff that happened where he just left in the middle of a date and didn't come back for ages. That's pretty, that's okay. Shitty. <laughs> okay, now he's crying and he says he loves me and then, oh, he can't see me for. For at least four days. Okay. Alrighty. Well, actually, she she just started a new job where she started at like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m., which is before public transport. Yeah. On Sundays. And that was a Saturday night we had that phone call. And so the next day I'd promised to go pick her up and like drop her for work. And I, and you were like, you can't see her. And I was like, but I've promised this thing. And you were like, no. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to do this. I don't remember it being like that. I remember it being like, yeah, okay. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm I like, I remember very distinctively being like, Okay, that's fair enough. Anyway, and so she loved me as well. That was the fucking hardest part. Like, she'd fallen for me, probably not at the same level and not with the same complication and uh, definitely not with the same complication. Yeah, I was going to say. But yeah, like, she, she was really into me at the same time. And then, oh my God. Okay, so you came back. 
I was staying at my friend Kate's. No, that is no, 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 no. You skipped over okay, a bit. What, what am I missing? Which is, um, you're like, okay, I won't see her, and now I'm gonna deal with this by not talking to you. Do you remember this? Oh, that's right. Because you were like, I can't talk to you. The best thing for me to do is to not talk to you. And oh, is it because you were thinking of breaking up with me? Is that why you were like, I can't talk to you? I like, I remember. I remember not knowing what the fuck was happening. Like I was in a tailspin at this point. These were all <laughs> I am I am a, a logical happy robot. <laughs> imagine 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 that I was a little logical happy robot and negative emotions are avocados. <laughs> so you take the robot and you you open its head up and then you fill it with 15 avocados <laughs> and then you put the lid back on and you try to press press go. That robot is going to struggle to function. <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember being like, if I talk to SJ, I will probably break up with her. Like, or I will be like, I don't know if I can do this. Or I, will, I, I was just, I was so full of avocado. I didn't know what to do. You're going to say a lot of stuff that wasn't going to get anywhere helpful. Yeah. I was going to say a lot of stuff that was really unhelpful. So I went yeah. and stayed with my friend Kate and just like tried to explain the situation. And it was a really tricky situation to explain. And... I remember you calling at one point and me being like, I, I don't want to talk to you because I don't want to answer questions I know you're going to ask. Yeah. Because you were always asking stuff like, no matter what, we're going to be okay through this. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I can't answer that honestly. No, but because I can't usually, be like, yeah, no matter what happens here. That sounds like, a, like we would say stuff like that all the time to each other and you'd be like yeah you were always like so you were always much more confident than me Mm -hmm. you were like we're totally this is going to be fine and i was no matter what happens we're going to get through this yeah you would always say that and i believed that a lot less (laughs) which is kind of awful um so when you were faltering on (laughs) so you you know you know we did end up breaking up yeah i know (laughs) Um, so who was I right? I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but hearing you falter on that was really terrifying. I remember, I don't know if you, actually, I don't know if you've been privy to this beautiful visualization, but your cousin was in Sydney. So I got a lift back. Gavin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a lift right. back to Melbourne, like a really long car drive back to Melbourne with Gavin and I was just, I was just not a good person to hang out with at any point in this saga, in in those, in this saga. But particularly it was difficult because you were talking to Gavin, but you weren't talking to me. Yeah. And there was this moment where we stopped to get petrol or gas, as they call it. And um, I got out of the car I tried to call you and I can't remember if you answered or not, but if you did answer, you said, I, I don't want to talk to you. And I think that's what happened. I just, I was at the truck stop and I just laid down on the gravel and just cried into the dirt, like just sobbed hardcore like next to a truck in the sunshine. I was staying with Kate because I was just not coping and I did not, I could not be home when you got home. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. You moved out of our house. You couldn't be home. And yeah, Gavin was like, 
where did SJ go? <laughs> and he, he like walked around a bit and was like, who's that girl lying on the ground? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Gavin um, has been such a fucking trooper through all, like... I know, all of our stupid shit. Gavin has suffered through... No, like, certainly our stuff, but for years before and after. <laughs> At one point, I filmed... This is a total tangent. I'm going to say it very quickly. At one point, I filmed a sitcom in the map store where Gavin worked at nights. So we were filming from like 6pm through to 6-7am. Like we filmed insane hours. <laughs> Gavin was there for every hour of filming while working there during the day and doing his university degree. Why? <laughs> because Gavin is just... G- Gavin is the person we all aspire to be <laughs> like he is the most loyal yeah, and loving and kind generous. and incredible person yeah. and he's been there th- for so much shit through my entire life <laughs> yeah. and then i left the country uh, <laughs> <laughs> no he's, he's he was incredible he was incredible through this anyway so you got home and thus began one of the like three most significant conversations i've ever had wait on what are the other two uh, one was with a friend of mine who got addicted to heroin when I was driving him to the airport. I remember like in that conversation being like, I will remember this conversation for the rest of my life. Oh, what's, and what's the other conversation? Uh, the time I ordered a hot apple pie from McDonald's. <laughs> Just life And it wasn't hot enough? Uh, no, it would have been a conversation with Christopher, but. Cool. Okay. So one of them was me. The conversation that is pertinent to the story. <laughs> Was you and I in our bedroom, like, sitting on opposite ends of the room, just trying to break this whole thing down for, like, infinity hours. We're still in that room right now having this conversation. That's how long that lasted. Yeah, I remember being... So, I think at the time I was reading The Ethical Slut, maybe opening up. I can't remember it, but... Like, I had already written read a bit of The Ethical Slut, but I was reading a lot more of it, and that was really helpful... I was also writing a lot. I think I was also reading The Artist's Way at the same time. Um, so just like... I got you onto that. Yeah. So just... I must have been I must have been uh, self-employed at that point because I got into The Artist's Way after I became an erotica author. Yeah. But I remember specifically coming home and it was really... Um, it was pretty shit because you weren't there. And <laughs> I was like, he's not talking to me. He's moved out of our house and... Fuck! <laughs> and... But we, I set up our room and we had like, do you remember us having very specific rules about this conversation? I Vaguely. What do you remember? Like I had been quite intentional about like, okay, this is like the conversation space. And there's also a timeout space, which is this other room. <laughs> and at any point we can have a timeout and just to so let like you know, system. I will go into that room and you will stay in this room. Like... It was very... Um, Regimented. Organized. I was going to say trauma-informed, but I don't think that that is a word that many people it, it was. It was a good system. It was a good system. Yeah. And you were kind of mean. You weren't mean. You were not... I, you were the opposite of generous. In what sense? In that conversation. Because you were like... The conversation was basically... You being like, okay, I need you to convince me that polyamory is actually a thing that you want to do. So I'm oh, going to yeah, like, that was huge I'm going to like 
not be like, oh, okay, you want to do it? All right. Well, perfect. I believe you. You were like, um. Yeah. Okay. I remember You were now. really, you were really pushing me. Well, I, I had, after these events, I had looked back at our dating history and been like, I don't think SJ is polyamorous. And that's fine. It's okay for people not to be polyamorous, but I can't spend my life with someone who's not polyamorous. I just can't. And this was like three months after we'd gotten engaged. <laughs> it was two, yep. And I was terrifyingly embarrassed. Of what? Um, Of like being like, well, we just got engaged and now we're breaking up. Yeah. It's like everyone predicted. And I was like, fuck you for proposing, you dickhead. And then being like, oh, actually, maybe I'll break up with you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> cool. Uh... <laughs> no, you were going to say something. <laughs> oh, no, I, just, I remember uh, after you, after these events, I was like, I don't think SJ is polyamorous. And so for me, that was the conversation. It was like, should we break up? Yes, no, based on are you actually polyamorous? Because yeah. no part of your behavior suggests it except for the fact that you have enjoyed sleeping with other people oh i feel like that's a bit harsh i mean it probably was uh this was me several years ago okay <laughs> but like that was my thought process i was like nothing you have done or said has suggested to me that you're actually polyamorous i don't and even so... like that idea actually polyamorous okay if if i said to you hey i'm straight and then i spent all my time sleeping with guys while identifying as a guy I would I would be okay with saying I'm not actually straight. I don't actually want to go into that conversation. <laughs> but I I just think this idea of like actually polyamorous is like so you know how they have the 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 Kinsey scale? So the Kinsey scale yeah. is like 1 to 7. Okay, I believe that you are a 1 on the polyamory scale where 7 is polyamorous. Yeah. I don't yeah. I'm not but okay. No, but that was what I believed at the time. I'm not. I'm not accusing you of this now. We're recounting this, a story from the past. This, so this. I know. I know. All I the know. things we've been discussing happened a long time ago. Not at I the moment. I know, but I'm still sensitive <laughs> about them. Also, I think this idea of like is someone actually polyamorous is like. I just what think about that someone that's someone not polyamorous. Too, I think that's is that okay? too like black and white. Like there's a. I think you can be not polyamorous. Yeah. In the same way as you can be polyamorous. I mean, just like... Otherwise, no word has any meaning. So I was of the opinion that you were not polyamorous. Just that it wasn't going to work. It's basically like, is this actually something you want to do? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if I like the term actually something you want to do. I don't think anything can ever be actually something you want to do. I think it's a scale <laughs> of like one to seven of wanting to do it to not wanting to do it. I mean, I suppose how unhealthy is this going to be to try and do? Yeah. And if it's unhealthy, is I don't it want to do it. it. <laughs> yeah. And so that for me was the conversation we were having. And so I, I very much suspect I got pretty accusatory and disgruntled. I was like, I need you to convince me that you are because I don't think you are. And... I can't date someone who isn't like that. Those were all just facts. And then you were pushing for me to very much not date Uma, which was not really on the table for me. I don't remember. I can imagine um, not liking that response though. (laughs) Of like, well, you don't get a say. I mean, yeah, uh, it's kind of dicky, but it was a really awful situation. And I was in love. 
I was newly in love and I did not want to be with someone who was like, oh yeah, that person you love, you can't see them. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was probably like, yeah, please, I can't see them right now. Maybe later, which is kind of... Maybe just, in like a year or two. Yeah, maybe <laughs> when like, it's all fizzled out and it's not so scary. Uh, and so we're going to zip through this. We're going to run way over time. Is there we're much more to minutes. the story? What's the rest of the story? Yeah. So th- oh. this, this is like, this is the first half of the polysplosion. <laughs> oh, I don't know. What's the second half? Well, and then, so we, we reached terms of like, look, we still definitely love each other and we want to continue being engaged and we want to continue living together. And you were like, what if you see Uma once a week? And I was like, that is an arbitrary restriction, which I am very uncomfortable with, but we're getting somewhere. <laughs> and so we negotiated our way to like two or three times a week and only one sleepover a week or something. No, that's right. It was no sleepovers. You were like, you cannot sleep over oh, yeah, until I'm more yeah, comfortable yeah. with this. And part of that was also, I'd had a friend who was polyamorous and her and her partner i think for the first year or two of them being poly it was like no sleepovers no sleepover rule so i was very much like well that's totally legitimate rule which i'm not (laughs) saying it's not actually but it 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 doesn't work like lego you can't just attach anything to any other thing and be like yeah (laughs) the poly bones connected to the (laughs) <laughs> Shin burn. and so we, we we negotiated our way down to like no sleepovers in exchange and, and like three dates a week i think that was the yeah it's probably the terms we reached uh which uma was not happy about because she was used to dating people who were not poly and and we'd slept over like three times since we'd started dating and being told hey look i can date you but i can't do these things was really not fun for anyone involved and Oh my god. Okay, so this this is where, to my mind, the poly explosion really ex- begins. Oh, see, okay. So after that chat, you were like, and I'm not saying this is a long term thing, but for the next week or two, you cannot have sex with her. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Do you want to continue the story from here? Oh no, I don't. I don't. Can we go back? <laughs> it's awful. Everything ahead is bad. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I think I was like really fucked. I was so exhausted, just a mess. And I was like, I just can't cope. Just please give me some room right now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't even know what more to say on that. Well, we might wrap it up there and we will continue this next week with an episode that we're going to call... Cheating on my ex. Oh, no. (laughs) God. I'm surprised that... Yeah, okay. Surprised at what? Nothing. I'm surprised that you're like, yes, I would like to talk about that. Well, I mean, I I come across badly, but I'm not the only one. (laughs) Because we have not introduced Max into the story yet. (laughs) And that's when shit gets real. Uh, No, the the bit where shit gets real is the part there where we, you know negotiated in little forts for like 10 hours <laughs> little forts i remember thinking of it like a fort because all the pillows were on the ground we were sitting on the ground and i was at one end surrounded by like blankets and pillows and i was at my own pillow fort yeah on the other side we have an outro this week oh yeah from erin erin with two n's woohoo 
Thanks for listening to Being Honest With My Ex. If you've enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review and tell your friends. Peter is my third favourite son, contingent upon there being a star in the universe named Peter. The actual son is my number one favourite as it sustains all life. Anna Aisley is very cool. <laughs> okay, am I right in thinking that's a New Zealand accent? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, no, I think that's one of the... I've, I've been out of the country for so long. They're all just... They all, you all sound the same That is me. like the cutest New Zealand accent I've heard in a while. <laughs> uh she also included a note. I'm sorry if the Honor Eastley's cool part at the end of the recording is weird, but I felt I had to include you both equally. Aww. It's true, though. She is cool. Oh, I'm thinking about maybe potentially possibly going to New Zealand. Forever? No, um, for my Five birthday. Oh, you're having a birthday. Yeah, it's this weird thing is happening because I'm like not really on social media this month and it's also my birthday, so I hope anyone remembers. <laughs> they won't. You'll be forgotten. It's the 21st of July. I know. I'm not telling you. You've done this. Not, I know your birthday. I'm not telling you. This will probably <laughs> come out after that? Almost certainly, actually, yeah. Damn it! God damn it! <laughs> what do I even do this for? Thank you so much, Erin, for sending that outro. We're in this great situation now where, like, we did a bunch of podcasts in a row where we were like, please send outros, and then we got a bunch. But because of the way that we released these, we got a bunch. So now we have a lot of outros, but still do send an outro. It's so much fun listening to them. And you get to be on the podcast, and you get to be cool, like Erin. And Anna Eastley. She threw you a bone. <laughs> That's all from us. We will talk to you next week with the ongoing saga of the Polysplosions. Yay! <laughs> I'm very not excited, but nervous about that. It's okay, guys. At the end, we stayed together forever, and now we're happily married. <laughs> yeah, well, something had something bad had to happen for um, this podcast to exist. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast to exist, yeah. That's all. Goodbye. Bye bye. Bye. Hey guys, it is SJ from the present. I just wanted to say a quick note. Thank you to everyone who has supported this project on Patreon in the last week. It's been totally overwhelming and at the moment we're sitting at about $750 a month um, on my Patreon which means that we can keep doing this for an indefinite amount of time which is really really special and the whole thing honestly is really overwhelming and I don't know how to think about it yet and just thanks a lot. Just to let you know, people who are signed up to the Patreon for $5 or more are going to get each of the episodes a week early. And also, we're going to be just sending you random good extra stuff every now and again. So this week I'll be sending out some extras from our next episode, Cheating With My Ex, <laughs> which just didn't make it into the final edit, but I think is still interesting. So if you want to get things like that, you can sign up on Patreon or if you want to help us out, write, seriously, writing a review is really, really helpful. Or just telling someone about this is super helpful. I think that's most of how people have found us. Anyway, thanks again so much. I just, it's just indescribably amazing. It means that I can basically follow my dream, which is to make stuff like this and... I never really totally, exactly, completely thought that that was possible.
and it's because of you guys that it is a possibility and I don't have the right words except to say thank you and I'll speak to you soon yeah thank you <laughs>